Father, we are, we are here because we want to hear from you. Father, because it is you that speaks. It is you. We ask, Father, that you will cause your word to be spoken this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, this morning that you will cause your spirit, O oh Lord, to unite with our spirit this morning. That you would cause us to come into unity of the spirit and unity of the faith this morning in the name of Jesus. As you've said in your word, how beautiful for brethren to dwell together in unity. Father, we pray, O Lord, for the unity of mind, unity of heart, unity of soul. Father, you will grant us to come into unity in the spirit, even for your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, grant us access, sight, even by the united heart and united love. Father, we ask that you grant us access into you this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, that as we begin to speak your word, we ask, Father, that only you will be heard in the name of Jesus. Father, I submit totally, totally, totally under you. I submit to you. I submit to your spirit. Father, I, I submit, I, I submit. I read myself uh, of myself. Father, I submit to your will. This morning we ask, Father, that you will cause your spirit even to take over, speak, minister, let life flow, and let hearts come into blessings in the spirit. Father, we thank you because you've answered our prayer. Finita alima hamita, himidan teline hiliti, ifit anima kayarano, elito, aiton si kaima, elivito, heli pati eli, heli lia, tirin, pitini paya, ipa, tatiti pata, pita pata, pitin to pitin pata, epita pita, pati and painta. Pinta paint, party paint, a part, a pit, a part, a part, a pit, a part, a pit, a inverto, a manacida, shina higher. Shit, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 
my word which moves, which moves and he yes, yes. flow out of my throne mm. into paths that have been charted in your soul. Yes, Lord. That it might bring forth life. Amen. 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 Water, my water, and my water, making you live in your soul. Amen. To make you live in your soul. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hit a metonic to enter. It enter, to enter. It enter, enter, entrance. Sisa, sisa, sisi, sisi, entrance. Ent, ent, entrance. Entrance. Sisa, sita, ent, ent, entrance. Sita, sisiya, sisi, sita, ent, ent, entrance. Isa, esta, sing, and his entrance. Thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for all trance. We thank you for the allocation in the spirit which you have given unto us for entrance. Thank you, O Lord, for the paths which you are showing us even to journey in. Thank you, Father, for hearts which you are causing to enter even into these paths. Thank you, Father, for blessings of God, the Godhead. Thank you, Father, for even making us to see the Godhead. Thank you, Father, for your sight. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you. It's because of your love. It's because of your love. It's because of your love. We, we in ourselves, we, we are not deserving. But your mercy and your love made us... Uh, to be partakers and to come into these great blessings with which you have blessed us. Thank you, Father, for all that you do. We do not take it for granted. Father, we say be thou exalted. Amen. Father, as we go into your word, we ask, Lord, that you cause grace, much more grace, to flow 
in your word in the name of Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are welcome here this morning. Amen. So just say hi to thy neighbor. Hi, neighbor. Amen. (laughs) You're a neighbor now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Amen. So there's, there's neighbor, there's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I come here once again uh, today. Uh, thank God for uh, his help and liberty in the spirit. Uh, we are we are blessed. I would say we are we are greatly blessed. Yes. Uh, we are we are people blessed indeed, uh, because the things that we come into by the grace of God is not something that any man can just throw head and just enter. Even being a Christian does not mean that we come into them. It doesn't mean that uh, we would receive all of them. It doesn't mean at all. Um, it takes God's mercy and it takes God's grace to begin to move souls uh, in, the, in the journey in their soul into uh, a place where they themselves can begin to see, uh, what do I put it? There's, there's a picture in my heart, of, I don't know, you know, English can be difficult sometimes, but um, when you begin to just see, let me just use the word, you begin to see fruits of righteousness you, uh, that, you know, that is evident even within our, our own soul, we begin to see them. Uh, it takes a whole lot of work to get souls there. And it also takes a lot of provision and resources in the spirit for that to happen. Right? How many of us know that it's not, it's not easy to enter life? Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying everlasting life now. Mm-hmm. Just life alone. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to enter life, and it's not easy to even come into everlasting life, come to think of eternal life. Right? Those are the major three uh, life stream that we have, right? So what you first enter is life, because uh, you don't come straight into everlasting life, nor eternal life. Because eternal life is the very end of the life, right? So everything God does before that, before that time is to make sure that heart and soul, they are prepared for that which is to come or that which is the end, right? So there, there are things God has to make sure that you know, souls are journeying properly and they are coming into what they are supposed to so that they can come into inheritance, right? And inheritance is more of, and I know, I know for some of us that has been, you know, following the, the new messages, or that or the, the, the strain of, or the, the flow of the word that is coming, we know we are hearing more of everlasting and, you know, eternal life, and they all mean something, right? They all mean something, but, you know, we have been hearing that, and we may, we may not be able to, ah, what is God saying? Well, he's saying that the quality of life that we are receiving is changing. 
you know, just in simple words. Now, life in itself is not uh, as is not as what would I put? It's not as it's not as blessed. Let me use that word. It's not as blessed as coming into everlasting life, right? You know the and I like the word. You know they always put life there. So that will tell you that there is a definition of that life. So there's life, right? And then there's now everlasting life. So everlasting life is not the same as life, right? They are not the same. They have different. They have different strength. They have different strength. Now, if you have, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I don't think this is what I intend to say. Anyways, well, life in itself, right? If 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 you if you come into life, right, is the beginning of receiving preparation for to receive the other lives to come, right? So life is just life. That everlasting life, they, they, they qualify that with everlasting. So that's to tell us that, you know, whenever there is a, when, when uh, in English, when you qualify something, right, I think you, you give it more, what do, you, what do they do? You give it more clarity, let me use that word, right? There's more clarity when something is, you say defined is also, uh, what? When, when you qualify, when you qualify the life, right? So, for example, what, what's that English word? Anybody can help me. I know there is, eh? Is it, is it, is it adjective? <laughs> okay. Are you English student? You know, it's good. <laughs> I did not, I did not pass English well in my secondary school. Uh, English was a very English was a very difficult subject for me, although I passed it, but I just passed through the eye of the needle. You know, I just by by slight uh, chance that's how I passed English. English was very difficult. I don't know how they used to bring all those things together. You know, I shall know that I like the essay. I think the ones that I do well is the you do say multiple choice ones. Just say okay, but when I say okay, start write essay. I write the essay, but my punctuation will be terrible. Punctuation and what else? They all those things. They know, but God is helping us. Amen. Amen. Eh? In the spirit, you don't need English. <laughs> and thank God for that. However, in this world, because you have to you know communicate with people, you need English. Uh, but, you know, English is just a language. It's not the language in the spirit, right? Just like every other language is, right? And God, God just used English. And, you know, like God can use any other language. To further the gospel. Amen. So we have life and we have everlasting life. And everlasting life is not the same as life. So also is eternal life. And those those lives, alright, you know, when we think about them, and I, th- I, I think maybe this is what I, I, I don't know, we'll see. But when we think about them, right, um, it's not something to be disconnected from in the sense that what does it mean because i know one of the major one of the major thing we struggle with generally is uh the ability to bring those things those words that we are hearing into something meaningful in the soul right you know for example we might hear the temple we hear you know everlasting life okay okay and no, no, for, for a studious mind or a man that just like to 
just learn things, okay, I learn this, okay, I learn, so that they can also, maybe later, now say, okay, there's this, there's that, there's that, right? There is that, but it doesn't mean that you, we actually understand what they mean, or we are using it the way it should be used, right? Now, Everlasting Life talks about the quality of life in the soul. That's, I just do that, that. Simple terms is the, the quality of life in the soul. Right? For example, there is life, and that is a quality of life within the soul as well. Now, if that soul can journey properly and journey and receive substances which God is using to edify, right? That soul can come into a higher disposition or a higher state can, can come into a higher state of purity is it purity purity yes but i don't just want to use purity i want to use and i want to quantify the the quality of that life right you know when you say something the quality of something when what was the quality of a water that you take from a red river Right, there's there is there is a water like that. We take it, and can you drink it? Yes. But <laughs> when you drink it, what happens to your body? Hmm? You know when you drink that kind of water, you just roll, just take it roll like that from Red River, just carry it and drink it. You may even die. Yes. <laughs> you can drink it, yeah, but you may die. But that so that means you can drink it, but it's not safe to drink. Right? So the more the quality of life, the more the safety. Right? Now, if you take the water from Red River, the same water, and then take it and then purify it. Right? Just purify it small. Let's say you just boiled it. Didn't do much. Right? Just boiled it. Just by boiling it alone, you've actually purified the water to a certain degree. Right? As at that time, you may drink it and it may not hurt you. But even as you are looking at it, your soul will be like, ah, the way this water is looking, I don't think I want to drink it too. Mm-hmm. Although it may be safe, but not necessarily fully safe. Of course, you boil it, you kill all the germs. So there are some germs that are very, uh, what's it called? There are, there are some germs, other bacteria or virus, that they've, they've created this uh, ability to morph and adapt to their environment. So if you happen to now have those kind in that water and you boil, 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 and they're like, ah, you're yeah, boiling to 100 degrees. Don't worry. My own tolerance is 150 degrees. Mm-hmm. Right? And then some may die, some may not. But if you can all now take that water through a further purification process, right, you can get the water so clear as crystal. Right? To be shiny, you see it so clear. It won't be that dirty water from uh, Red River that I just grabbed, right? The quality of that water has greatly increased. Just so you know that even in, in Winnipeg, right, they have water quality level. And the one we are drinking is just the, the minimum. You know, they have a standard. If the water can get to this standard, it's okay for drinking. Right? But that doesn't mean it can't get better. Because there are some things in those water. Some, the water, the water we are drinking is very harsh and hard. They call it hard water. But if you can filter that water more, you get it very soft, 
and th that one is even more is better for the body and also for drinking because the other one is very ash you know by the time you finish washing you how is my hand feeling this way but the other one that you filtered you've processed better when you, by the time you use it to rub your hand you notice that ah, why is my your hand will feel like a baby like you know that water feels so soft and you know it's like a when you rub it like ah my hand feels like a baby's hand you know that's it so the although the water we are drinking is drinkable it's okay but it's just the bare minimum the minimum water quality needed for drinking right and people are drinking it and they are okay but it could be better right and when you take life and you, you purify it further what you get is everlasting life and everlasting life is what Christ offers right Everlasting life is what Christ offers so that we can gain entrance into God's word and God's kingdom so that we can be further blessed and then finally come into eternal life. Right? Come into eternal life. So the quality of life is the difference. In the, and that quality of life is the quality of life in the soul. If a soul can come into those things then there will be a change in the quality of life in those souls. Right? Of course, the soul is so, 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 so far, how do I put it? It's so far from life in itself. Before you get born again, it's so far, too far. And, and although what is meant to run in the soul it's life. Isn't it? It's life. Amen. Amen. I'll just read uh, I read Romans. Romans eight. I think that one talks about life, and there are many other passages. That talks about coming into life, right? And I read from verse verse five. Say, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Right? So for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Is life and peace. And of course, peace, as we say, it says life and peace. Life and peace. Life is the beginning of entering into life. But that life also have a, another form called peace. Right? So it's life and peace. That peace state of life is a more advanced and developed state. So when a soul enters life, right? When a soul enters life, that soul has not yet come into peace. 
Right? That's why it hasn't come into peace. Now, that soul that's not come into peace still has a lot of warring to do. Right? Now, you know, there can't be peace without war. There has to be a lot of warring to take place. There has to be a reasonable fight. Right? Now, what Satan has installed in the soul is not something you can just tell leave and it will just go. Right? What is inside the soul is a kind of life. Right? Satan has his own life. I think we were mentioning, was it last, last Saturday? Satan has his own life and also has his own peace. Right? The, what Satan wants man's soul to end in is to end in the peace of this world. And that peace of this world is more advanced than the, the life of this world alone, just as we are comparing it side by side, right? Thank God for the side that, you know, even showed upon us this year, this, is it this, this January, right? We began to say that almost everything you see in, the, in, in God's arrangement of uh, growth, you see that Satan also has a kind of that, right? And that's because he also was, a, he was not an ordinary being. He also understands what life is. He is also an angel of life in a way. Right? He's an angel of life in a way. In the sense that the beginning of life, right? When you say life, anything, whenever you say life, because life is given to the soul. The beginning of life is the acquisition of wisdom. Right? What gives life? Right? What gives life? It's wisdom. So every, if you are to enter life today, right? Even though life means something in the spirit, the way it will come to you is not that you will just drop, bam, life. No. Of course, there, will be there could be impartation in your soul, Right? which brings your soul into an awareness of a kind of life. But that doesn't mean that that life is already there yet. That life needs to be communicated to the soul, right, by doctrine, by teaching. And that teaching and doctrine happens by wisdom. Right? So if you look at Lucifer, Lucifer is, a, uh, is full of wisdom. Perfect in beauty, right? Because it's full of wisdom, that, that tells you that he also have a command of a kind of life. No angels have their own life. They have life they give. I'm not saying they give to men like that. To, no, they have life. Means, I said they give means what, what they live with, what they operate, what they, what they play with, right? So they have their own form. And then Satan now corrupted his wisdom. Meaning he corrupted his life. So he corrupted his wisdom. That in itself means an entrance into another life. Right? Because the wisdom he will have, it won't be the same. Because he has added something to it. Hmm? 
It's not us that should add things to God's life. It's God that had. It's God that had. Right? But Satan added to its own life. Hmm? But, and funny thing is, it didn't, it didn't, because the thing is, angels are not designed to increase in life. That makes sense. They are not designed to increase in life. They are designed the way they are. I have made thee so. That was the another Jehovah that called. I have made thee so. So the way God makes angels, God makes them so the way they are. And of course, they have hierarchy and they have statues. And by the reason of their stature, they can dispense things. They can they can hold things. So like 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 God the way the way God designed angels is is in a way to show men just to show men how you ought to be right angels they can they can hold things so that, and also be able to give it to men right so they can they can hold things which is meant for men but what is what they are holding that is meant for men is actually a is a how do I put it a design of life order. Does that make sense? Right? You God let's say God God designed how life should be. God gave men okay men I want you to be like me but you don't know how then okay see this hierarchy see the way I designed these angels you ought to also grow up that way. Hmm? They almost there's a reason why they were comparing Christ with angels in Hebrews, right? Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. Why can't they just take Jesus Christ and compare him with okay, men? They are too low, right? Because of our state. Why can't they just compare Christ with just less than just in God? Yeah. Why do they have to compare him with angels, yeah. right? Why why are they comparing him? Okay, this is an angel. Okay, he has obtained a more excellent name than they. Okay, why? Okay, and, and, uh, when the brigade the sun, he said, "Let all angels worship him." You know why is that? It's because Christ took all that is in all angels. I'm not saying angels gave it to him, mm-hmm. but what God kept in them that is supposed to be a sign for men, Christ grew up into all that and even much more. So they, they now began to compare because where, how, where can we find something like what he has? Okay, the only place you can find it are in angels. Okay, the highest of an angel he has, he has what he has obtained a more excellent name than they. So the angels to have a quality of life that they custod, right? So that is how. God began to you know, just angel you hold this, hold that, show, hold it for men so that they can see. So it's possible to give it so that men can see the life, they can receive the life in God's order. Amen. Amen. So also, Satan, as he was made, he corrupted, he was not meant to increase. It was not meant to increase. Angels are designed the way they are, just as they are holding things. But they can't come and add to it. They, they can only give it as it is. Right? So now imagine someone, it's like, this thing is not meant to increase. You're not trying to add something to it. 
And in doing so, he didn't know that instead of increasing, he's going to actually take away and replace. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he wanted to, you know, everything that has been inside is always exhortation. Want to go up, want to go up, right? But it's not designed to go that way. So in his attempt to go up, what he ended up doing is he ended up destroying the life that he has. And then he corrupted it, then twisted it. That's the result. Instead of increasing it, he twisted the life that he has. And that qualified him to be sent down to hell. So he corrupted his wisdom. And that wisdom is what he now begins to offer to men as life. That wisdom is what he began to offer to men as life. Amen. Amen. So he took that wisdom, he began to offer it to men. And men, or let's say Adam, because that's the first man he offered it to. Adam didn't really, really take it willingly like that, although he did, let's just say. But when I say willingly, I mean, it wasn't as if he just said, take, and he said, I'll bring it, give me, okay, I'll take. No. Satan had to paint a life. Satan had to show him what this life can offer. Which was a lie. Although he sold him a lie. But Adam wanted that life. He longed for that life. Ah, why? You'll be like God. This fruit is sweet. Uh, is good for food. And is, is able to make one wise. He's able to make one wise. So he took the wisdom that is from that tree. Of the knowledge of good and evil which was an entrance into Satan's life. There was an entrance into that life. It's a wisdom, right? And then they began to use that wisdom, they began to use that wisdom, they began to use that wisdom. And as a result, they be, they, men began to journey into a twisted kind of life. Rabbi? They began to move into a twisted kind of life. And that twisted life is a life against the original one against God's life, which was initially designed for Adam to take. They began to journey. And this, this thing has become our major problem. And because of the wisdom with which it is crafted, it is hard to remove that thing from the soul. It's very hard. It's very hard. How many, how many times have we been wrestling with, with, so many, with so many things that we are trying to let go that couldn't go? How? It's been a long, long, long time. Now, and, and here's another, another side I want us to look at. Why is it that something you, something you perhaps maybe we know that this thing is not good though. Okay, okay, this is not good, I won't do it. Why is it that somehow we see find ourselves doing it somehow? Even maybe willingly or not even willingly, maybe not even willingly. Just find ourselves doing it. Why? It's become the, the answer to that kind of of operation that the answer to that is the installation of another life and the installation of another life has to come by revelation hmm? does that make sense yeah. it has to come by revelation because the original the life that satan sold to men 
also came by revelation. Abi, we don't think so. Uh, it also came by revelation. Why? Because spirits were inspiring men. Mm. That's revelation too. Hmm? Spirits were what? Inspiring. Were inspiring men. They were giving men uh, a form of life, a form of way. You know, the way wisdom, there is, there, there, if, not, if, if it's not revelational, then there won't be something called the wisdom of this world. Isn't it? There won't be anything called the wisdom of this world. Anything, anything that comes by wisdom is revelational in nature. Abi? Is revelational in nature. In short, how men, the way I'm saying it, how men live is by revelation. Yes. It's impossible for, for men to live outside revelation. Why? Because the soul is not designed to live outside revelation, or let me put it this way, outside a prophetic arrangement. It must be prophetic. Right? If it's, pro- if it's prophetic, then it must be tied to a hope. Why do I say so? Because you know, the, the, when you say prophetic, prophecy always reveals of that which is to come. Abi? It talks about the future. Talk about what is to come. But if, if we are looking at it in, in, in our earthly sense, you know, future, future, that, that's why you notice when Jesus Christ was dealing with that problem. You know, for us, how do I put it? The way we see it, I'll, I'll, I'll probably say maybe we just see it carnally alone. We don't see it spiritually. Say, take no thought for tomorrow. Yeah. Take no thought for tomorrow. Do you, know, do you know that milk alone can't deal with that thing? Milk alone can't deal with that problem. It will, it will really take full Christ to fully deal with that kind of a problem. It will take fullness of Christ. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is fullness of Christ is an, is an entrance into a higher prophecy. Or a higher prophetic nature. Right? And that prophetic nature, that prophetic nature is what is referred to as the spirit of prophecy. Does that make sense? Which is the testimony of Jesus. Right? The testimony of Jesus is not, is not something that you can come into. And of course, you know, the last time we were talking about uh, prophecy, I was talking about prophetic, prophetic, uh, uh, you know, the prophetic nature and utterance that, that is needed for the soul. And I was talking about it's needed because the, the first entrance into Christ's word is a prophetic dealing. It's a, it's a form of a prophetic expression. Right? Wisdom is involved. You know, when you talk about the prophetic, you think about the seventh spirit. You think about the gift of the spirit, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. You think about all those things. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, which can foretell. You know, but it's not necessarily that there's, that there's that kind of prophecy where you prophesy about tomorrow and all those things, but those are milk 
kind of prophecy, but they are not prophetic natures. Nature can only be built prophetically. So there's a prophetic expression, right, which is all those gifts. And there is the prophetic nature. Now, the prophetic nature is what, is what designs how a soul moves. Right? Without the prophetic nature, a soul can't move into life. Neither can it move into everlasting life. It's impossible. So that is why when we get born again, we began to you know, touch prophetic things that we were referring to as manifestations. It's, it's actually to give a taste to the soul of, an, of a kind of life that it can come into. Right? And when it begins to interact with that life, then that is when true life begins to flow in the soul. Right? That's when true life begins to flow in the soul. So there's, and that peace, like I was saying, that peace state is when the soul has come into charity. Hmm? Peace is a kind of love. Right? Now, imagine when Satan gives peace. No, there's a peace this world gives. Right? There's a peace which this world gives. Now, that area of peace is also, you know, you can also typify it as comfort. Right? Now, if you, if you go to, I think we were reading Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I hope I'm not uh, too hard to understand. Is it too hard? First, First Corinthians. Today, I see. Almost, almost well. I'm pretty sure it won't be long today. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> laughing. I'm not picking the, the, that that grace that makes us laugh. I'm not picking it. So it may come. Who knows? But. As, as I am speaking at <laughs> some people don't believe me. <laughs> they don't believe me. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 12 says, was it 12 we're reading? 14, 14 actually. So I'll read from verse 3. So, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. That the church may receive edifying. You see? That the church may what? May receive edifying. And the way it was arranging them, right? Let me read verse 3 because the reason what brought me here is that comfort. So verse 3 says, But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. And comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in, in, 
of well, depending on the light, because you know when we're reading this thing, you'll be like, but you are talking about the gifts of the spirit. Why are you now saying this doesn't really really align? Of course, the reason is because the light at which God is helping us to interpret the scripture is different from the milk light, right? Of course, if it was milk light that God is helping us with, we'll be talking about the gift of the spirit in itself. Right? But then I was, I was just thinking about it and then I'm like, but wait, if God is talking about a define, what is really a define about prophesying about your bank account? What is really a define there? Okay, if someone prophesied about tomorrow you will get married, what is really a define in that? Abby? Make, does it make sense? If, if, if we just think about it. Okay. Let's look at it with milk light. Okay. You prophesy. Okay. Let's, let's say, because if you think about it, the, the operation of this, this gift, mostly it may come, okay, ah, I'm seeing something. I see that you have, you have God's grace coming upon you. In the next five years, you would open a shop that will blow you up. Abi? Imagine that kind of soul that does not have grace for, that does, that does not escape this world. You know that shop that is that they are prophesying can even kill that soul? Mm. Isn't it? Now, but the aim of prophecy is to edify. Is to edify. Right? So edification must, how edification takes place is by entrance into a prophetic life. Let me put that way. So, it's entrance into a prophetic life. The life of Revelation is a prophetic life. It is. It's a prophetic life. If you look at it, the, the dealings, the arrangements, the flow of it is prophetic in nature. And that, and that is the one thing that can actually give things to the soul. The only way you can give things to the soul, mm. right? How you give things to the soul is by revelation. Right? Revelation is a function of a prophetic life. Isn't it? It's a function of a prophetic life. So, before a soul can receive something, it must come into the prophetic arrangement of that life. So also, as I was saying earlier, that it is hard to do away with certain habits, certain things, right? Now, the reason is because even though we know it, okay, we try to do it, but no, when we try to do it, you know, the beginning state, as we are trying to, and of course, we need to try to do it, right? But we will notice that in our hearts, where this thing has not really, really, really clicked, but we are doing it. It gets to a point, you're not just doing it because you heard do it anymore. It gets to a point where your soul understands why you should do it. You know, those are two different places that, you know, you know it's very hard to differentiate in the soul, right? And the soul is, ah, the soul is complex, man. That's why, that, that's why you need a prophetic arrangement to give things... If you don't put a soul in a prophetic 
environment, it's impossible to give it anything. It's impossible. That's to tell us that even though we are seeing this word the way it is, this word is actually a prophetic arrangement on its own. Nothing that happens to the soul happens by mere natural means. It's impossible. Abi, a lie? It's impossible. If, if you check it spiritually, it's impossible to import something into the soul without a spiritual touch. It's impossible. Yes. If it's just natural, kinda, you just, oh, that one, you, you even ignore it. But for something to be installed in the soul, it means it has a spiritual connotation to it. And of course, Satan can use what we see in the natural which has a spiritual intelligence or a spiritual wisdom to inter- interface with the soul. Mm. You know, so that just creating the physical one. Mm. What it needs is, okay, that physical one interacts with the physical mind, mm. which, which can import a spiritual wisdom embedded in what you are seeing. So when something is, when you are doing something, maybe the nature, it's not, it's not just about the thing you are doing. It's about that there's a spiritual wisdom inside that, that can, you know, you know, that can, let me just say, that can teach. Do you know that ordinary tree can teach men? Just tree. Or can't it? It can teach. Trees have mouth too. They have mouth. It's just that the mouth they have is you can't see it. It's not a physical mouth. Imagine, well, I don't know, Sha, but I'm just thinking. Okay, time has gone. Imagine, imagine when a soul looks at a tree and nothing happens. Okay, fine. But do you know that everywhere men look, inspiration is coming. Look at the tree, you see inspiration. Look at the floor, you see inspiration. Look at the road, you see inspiration. Look at the cars, you see everything. Inspiration, inspiration. When you see something, the first thing that comes to mind, let me solve this problem. When you begin to look at something, then you notice a problem. Ah, let me fix that problem. Okay. Then after a while, you say, ah, that chair is not standing right. Let me fix that chair. What, What suggests to the soul to do all that? It's an inspiration. Why? Because as the soul is looking at that thing, they're actually communing. Right? Anything can, anything can throw a man into a world of thought. Anything. And the moment that thing, just, just an entrance, on that moment, the moment it just gives, then the soul begins to interact with those thoughts spiritually. Which will end in a judgment in the end. And that's how Satan has been culturing men. He has been culturing men. He has been culturing men. Right? He has been culturing men and culturing men so that they can get to a point where they gain the peace of this world. Like I was saying, peace of Christ is a higher life quality. And the reason because you must have gone through a, a lot of worrying before you get to peace. Before you get to peace. How? Because justification needs to take place before you get there. Right? Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Hmm? 
through Christ, right? We have peace. So, that justification, being justified, and the way I'm seeing it, that justification is as a result of a winning in the soul. It's not that just because you have faith, you are justified. Because he said being justified is a continuous process which is synonymous to fighting the good fight of faith. When you are fighting the good fight of faith, it's also looking like a trial of the stone. Or the, the the tried stone state in the soul. Right? Because you are worrying, you are worrying. Then after you finished worrying, you become precious. Right? When you become precious, you are at peace. Why? Because you have less battle to fight. Not that all the battle is gone. They are not gone. Just that you don't have much to war with. Why? At that time, all the enemies would have been defeated. What are the enemies? They are the enemies that are embedded in this world. Right? There are enemies embedded in this world. And those enemies, they are not your... Your, your neighbor. They are not your uncle. They are not your village aunties. They are not that at all. Those enemies are not enemies to the soul. That is in the world. They are not enemies to it. What makes them become enemies is by coming into the light of Christ, which begins to unveil the wisdom of those life in the soul. Right? So to the soul that is carrying a worldly life, that life is not an enemy. It's an ally. How? Because they are the tools we use to live in this world. What? Rudiments. Traditions of men. Philosophies. Eh? Vain deceit. Look at all those arrangements. Those are the things that this world use. Check it. Anything that prosper in this world, outside Christ, it must have a form of that. Just check it. It must have a form of that. No, no wonder you even see many companies, one philosophy. Okay, this one. And, and uh, to me, the way I'm seeing it, the master of all these things is philosophy. To me, of course, there are other things, right? So, for example, philosophy is, is has to deal directly with wisdom. Right? Then deceit comes from a wisdom. Abby? Then deceit comes from a wisdom. Uh, slight of men comes from a wisdom. Because that slight of men is as a result of, you know, that slight of men is as a result of an edge. Whenever a slight happens, it's because there's an edge. Now, and it takes wisdom for a soul to cling to an edge. It takes wisdom, right? And then, well, if, you, if you begin to x-ray all these things, we see clearly that every there's no there's nothing you can talk about this word I won't talk about wisdom right there. And wisdom is our greatest enemy and our greatest ally. 
It just depends on what kind of wisdom. And to be, to be sincere, no wisdom is in folds. It's in layers. No, some of us, maybe we think we've escaped the wisdom of this or like that. Ah! Then when one light shines like that, we just see that one, that one, that one there is not, it's not God's wisdom. It's, this, it's the wisdom of this world. Yes, sir. It's the wisdom of this world. It's the wisdom of this world. And it all, it all takes wisdom to cling to life. And when you are receiving word, right, everyone begins to speak, everyone begins to speak. And maybe you are beginning to see a way of escape from that thing. It's the same wisdom that will come and quickly negotiate with you. Are you sure you really want? But if you do this, that will happen. You begin to give you all kinds of yes. scenarios. And one of the way you one of the ways one just one because that it also moves one of the way you realize this thing is when it's begin to negotiate with you it it does not it does not give you a a promise ah how do I explain this thing hmm? no it's a it's a life that you're trying to live but the thing does not want you to live it and begin to Negotiate with ah, but do you really think it will begin to give you all kinds of fear as to why if you if you live this kind of life? You know, most of the, most of the most of the time when when word is coming, check it too. Not just word alone. When, when God is speaking and is addressing our soul, it gets to a point where suddenly there's a there's a revelation. Of a kind of life that we should come into that will deliver us from a kind of a problem. Yes, yes, sir. The moment we see it, oh wow! Instantly, something begins to negotiate. Yes. Almost instantly. Yeah. Are you sure? But if you don't do this, that will happen. It will begin to give you reasons mm-hmm. not to leave it. Mm-hmm. Hmm? It begin to give you reasons. And that is the point of negotiation. It's negotiating with you. Do you really should? Then after a while, you could, you could now settle for, okay, fine. But why don't you do it this way instead? Okay, fine. You don't have to do it. Okay, no problem. Okay, then take this route. And the soul would think they've escaped that one, not knowing that. <laughs> the, the negotiation was, okay, okay. And quickly give this so that okay you take that, and you know it, 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 if if you yourself look at that wisdom, you know that we practice it sometimes. Yes. Maybe you are talking with someone, you are trying to negotiate, yeah. and then maybe the person okay no I don't want that okay this way. Okay, what about this this that? And you notice that the person negotiating, they don't have check it. It's not as if they always have the other person's interest there. Of course, they might have it, but it's tied to a game somehow still. Yeah. Abby, you now see how, okay, why don't you do it this way? And then the sort of like, mm, okay, okay, maybe it works. What does the, you, know, you always notice that what the soul will negotiate is not too much loss. They may, they may forgo a little, but not too much. Abby, not too much. And that is the life Satan teaches men, is a, is a technology Satan used to keep men 
in his life so that they don't go too far away. Okay, let's reroute this, this thing, right? Those are all the operations of you know, Satan, wisdom in the soul. Amen. Amen. That, those are all the operations. Yeah. Yeah? And one thing we should be able to identify in our, in our journey is that point of negotiation. It's good to be able to identify that. Yes. Because it's going to do a whole lot. It's going to make the, the work yes, a lot easier. Yes, now, because that point of negotiation is not always something that is readily visible. Isn't it? It's not readily, you know, but you know, it's, you know the, way, the way things happen in the soul, in the mind. It's not like it will just come like, okay, talk, come, let's talk. No. It happens with a speed you and I have no clue of. Well, it's a spiritual speed. You know, hi, I should. The instantly, the thing begins to talk. Because he has to negotiate for you to keep the life. Ah, you want to let me go? No, ah, no, 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 no. Don't just, don't just let me go like that. Don't just let me go. Ah, it, it now begins to give fear. Yes, Why you should not let go? That's one of the ways you, dis- you descend that negotiation. Begin to give you reasons. He to tell you, okay. But imagine a revelation came and it, it required you, 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 you totally leave something without, you know, like God was telling Saul, when you go to this land, kill everything. But after a while, he saw this fat cow. It's not just the fat cows. And then a wisdom now spoke to him. Do you know that you can offer them? You don't, you don't have to kill them. You know you can offer them as a sacrifice. Does that not make a logical sense? <laughs> and that will tell you that Satan's life may also make legitimate sense. sense. What is bargaining? It makes legitimate excuses of why you should stay. Imagine, imagine, you know, like we're praying that God will help us you know, in order that we have capacity. You know, sometimes where. Maybe heaven is speaking to a soul. Ah, go and just pray or listen to a message or watch something. And then those legitimate reasons, I just want to rest. It's a legitimate, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate reason now. Very legitimate. Very makes sense. But in the spirit, it may not make sense. It is nonsense. Nonsense. It's Nonsense. Nonsense. But what heaven wants to give is a spiritual wisdom on how to escape things in the world. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Satan wants to give us his own peace. Right? So that he will continue to negotiate. We take that life and then we end at Satan's peace. There's a peace this world gives. If a soul can get there, that soul will become a candidate. Mm? Will become a candidate for the beast. Abby? Now, the peace this word give is not that, you know, when we, I, I don't know, I mean, of us have heard the interpretation of that area at some point. I don't say there's a word this peace, you know, you just have peace, you know, in your heart, the word Jesus Christ comes, there's just a peace that just comes over you. That's not what we are talking about, too. Right? Is talking about the state of a soul. The state of a soul. 
So if a soul would come into life, or the soul would come into uh, being edified, right? It must come into a prophetic environment that is different from what it's used yes. to. It must come to that. It must come to that. Then it, the soul would enter life. Well, at the beginning of being spiritually minded. Right? When we begin to think, no, it takes prophetic dealings for a soul to be spiritually minded. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm trying to round up because I said I won't take too long. Mm-hmm. God is helping us. I'm trying to round up and God will help us. Amen. Amen. So it takes, it takes a prophetic it takes a prophetic nature dealings, prophetic movement to move a soul into a place where it can receive edification. Without throwing a soul in there, that soul can move, in, can move into receiving the substance needed for to be built. Amen. You now not to be wondering why God created you know, an atmosphere of the spirit. Maybe you come to meetings and then maybe they're just one atmosphere that you can't explain and then maybe tongues, interpretation, maybe prophecy, you know, different things. Even when we meet, you, you, know, you think it's just maybe, ah, oh, that God is not just doing that for fun. God, it wasn't just because God wants to do it for fun. It's an atmosphere to bring the real thing. Now that's what we have to bring life. Amen. Amen. And men should not receive life alone. Men should increase in life. Men can increase in life. And that life will increase, increase, and increase unto peace. Or it will increase unto a precious life. Of course, I say peace, you come into a precious life, right? When you come into a precious life, then that life can graduate into everlasting life, right? Because it's an everlasting life. Sorry, oh, let me use this one. It's a precious life that can become an everlasting life. The way, look at the, just look at the way it sounds, right? Life, precious life. When you say precious, it, it sounds more precious. Right? And then, everlasting life. When you are getting into everlasting life, you are being solidified already in your soul when it comes to Christ's training. Now you have to cross over from preciousness to everlasting state. Like we were talking the last, last, the last Saturday. Do you know that it is in that it is almost in that precious, in that precious state and the everlasting state that you can draw back. Because you are you are you are nearing the end of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that place is always a particular temptation for men to draw back. How? The temptation to draw back starts when you begin to come into trials. Ah, what's going on? Let's just say you went through it. You are still not sure yet. You have to be precious and then become a sure foundation. By the time you are a sure foundation, which is Christ's fullness, 
That is when you can become everlasting. Right? And again, like I was, like I was saying, if we are hearing, how does this mean? What does this mean? It's not too far-fetched. Just related to the soul. The soul will receive life. The soul will become into a precious, will become precious. Then the soul will become everlasting. Right? It's all about the dealings in the soul. Right? And what arranges all those dealings, all those dealings, is access into a prophetic life. Life in itself is prophetic in nature. Right? Because by the time you, by the time you take, imagine you take Adam. Hmm? Imagine you take Adam. And then you say, Adam, what is in your soul? Adam will tell you prophecy. In a way, you say, prophetic, I have a prophetic nature. An expression of that is they brought Eve out of him. And then he looked. Oh, this is the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Eve. What did that? Mm. It's the prophetic nature in him. See, the way the soul behaves, it is now, it is now that because as a reason of the, the falling in the soul is because of that that we can't really flow like that anymore. And then what begins to bring a sense of that is being born again. We begins to bring all those things back. Get born again. Then you get exposed into the world of Christ. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. You get exposed into another life, another world. Right? Which then leads you to the word of Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. And when that happens, all that takes place is a preparation to move into a higher prophetic dealing. Which has nothing to do with prophesying about money, mm-hmm. prophesying about jobs, prophesying about future, of husband and all that. But that begins to talk about a prophetic increase in the soul. The soul, that the soul will come into. Amen. Amen. And God will help us that we'll be able to receive these things Amen. greatly. Hmm? Amen. Amen. So it's, it's a very important, I know is that prophetic, uh, you know, we, mm-hmm. talk, we, talk, we talk about it on Saturday mostly that we're explaining a lot of things. But just, just to paint that light well, right, is everything that happens to a soul that introduces revelation to the soul is as a result of a prophetic dealing. Mm? Which is flowing from the prophetic life. You know that that's an introduction to a new life, really, you know? The, the true introduction to a new life didn't begin when we get born again. The true introduction to the life of God did not begin when we get born again. In short, we have no clue what life means. What we, what we just did is, ah, we, we, we come to a sense of a realization in our soul that there's a life in here. This is not the, the life. But that doesn't take away what that life has installed in the soul. doesn't take it away. That one stays there. Maybe in a measure, it might take away some, but that life is fully sitting hmm, to a degree. Sitting well. Still instructing the born again soul. Then after a while, true exposure to the spirit 
life in the spirit, through that exposure, then the soul can be introduced into a new life. That's when newness of life begins. When you come to Christ's world. And what triggers that is access into prophecy. A different prophetic life, prophetic nature. Amen. Amen. So I read this uh, chapter 14 and then uh, we just end it today. Say, but either prophesied, speaketh unto men to edification, to exhortation, and comfort. Then what did he say? He said, either speaketh in an unknown tongue, edifieth himself. Right? But either prophesied, edifieth the church. So notice he now began to x-ray the prophetic way. How? He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Now, speaking in an unknown tongue is the physical altering of mysteries. No mystery. Mystery in itself is a prophetic substance. When you say mysteries, what you call, what you call mystery is that mystery has a prophetic form. The only way you can demystify mysteries is by gaining access into a prophetic flow. Without prophetic flow, you can't gain access to mystery. Now, when that flow begins, you begin to when you begin to speak in tongues. Now, this unknown tongue is not speaking tongues. No, I know what I mean. Speaking an unknown tongue, right? He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesied edifieth the church. Right? So it means it needs to get to prophecy. No, that tongue alone is not enough. Because there's something that needs to be added to tongues called interpretation. Now, both tongues and interpretation is called prophecy. So you have prophecy and you can have tongues and interpretation. Now, tongues is to alter mystery. Without tongues, right? No, it's like they're like breaking down the prophetic flow, the prophetic life. So without tongues, you can't begin to unveil mystery. It's impossible. So you need the all trans. I hope we are identifying these things in our so you know in our journey, there's a place where we get to where we begin to move into that dimension of unknown tongues. That, that's when we be, that time we are already moving into revelation. Right? How? It's unknown because it begins to reveal to things that the soul don't normally know before. So suddenly move into understanding. Oh, wow. This. Wow. Tongue is taking place. At that stage, your tongue almost changed. Not almost. It actually does change. I'm talking about your actual, actual tongue. When you move into revelation. Right? And it's also, which is also a sign that says, let me read, uh, continue to verse 5. It said, I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied. See, see, that prophesy means interpretation, right? Don't just speak in tongues alone. Let it prophesy. It means add interpretation to it. So, I will ye that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interprets. 
that the church may receive edifying. Right. So that interpretation, right? There is utterance and then there is interpretation. That interpretation is when the soul begins to move into understanding of what the tongue is bringing. Right? And that means that is great. Because if you, if you only have tongues without interpretation, there's a problem. You won't, be, you won't actually end in edification. You won't be edified. You won't be edified. So you need the prophetic environment or the prophetic life, prophetic nature, to move into edification. Which will also increase into more edifying, right? And will edify the soul until the soul is edified to everlasting life. And then, that everlasting life is a foundation on its own for eternal life. Right? So when the soul increases, you'll notice in that Ephesians 4, and that's it, and I think I'll just study. In that Ephesians 4, 4, 4, no, Ephesians 3, Ephesians 2 actually. In Ephesians 2, towards the end, you notice he was talking about being a house which is built as an habitation for God. Now, as at the time you are a, a spiritual house, right, you are, you are actually a foundation. Right? And as at that time, you need, if something is a foundation, it means a building needs to come on top. Another building needs to come on top. Then another building or edification process starts at that because by the time you are a shepherd, you are gaining access into the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. You see, another prophetic life unfolds, which I begin to speak about things of God, which the soul can inherit and receive a reward in the end. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think that is it for today. And I'm really trying, you know. I'm trying just 30 minutes extra. Yeah? Not too much. We thank God. Amen. I hope uh, God has helped us to understand this, this light. And don't, let's not, it's, not too, it's not too hard. Or was it? Was it too hard? No, just, just, if you just, by the time you can relate with, with it, with your soul, you see that there is actually an understanding that is embedded in there. Amen. Amen. So, whenever we are speaking, it's not too far. What, all the picture is trying to paint is development in us, because that is what the word is for, is to edify the soul, right? To grow the soul into a stature you know, that is called fullness of Christ. Into even onto the stature of the measure of the fullness of Christ. You notice that in every stage, God has put a system of edification in place, right? Even though true edification doesn't start until you found you've entered Christ's word, but that doesn't mean you are not also edified as a baby, right? Because as a baby uh, in Christ, you you have your means. Of feeding, which is called milk. That milk of the word is also a form of edification. 
but that one is not the true one. And what I mean by that is because that one doesn't really end up in a building. That one just gets you ready, gets you prepared just to make you focus and make you face where you're going to be looking for the land, where you build. Mm? Just gets you ready for that. Mm? And babes, they use milk to, to be edified. But a babe, after how many months, that baby should not be drinking milk anymore. If you keep giving the baby milk, 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 there will be a problem. Or just imagine a fully grown man just drinking milk every day. I'm pretty sure there's a point you get lactose a problem. If you're, if you're, well, sure, maybe you may not be like, like me now. Nah, me, if I drink milk one day, two day, three days, eh, and it's not evaporated, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem. Too much lactose is not good for the system. I'm saying my own, I'm not, I don't know about your own, but. At a time, at a point, when something is too much, it becomes a problem in the body, in itself, right? So when a, a, a child is just drinking milk, 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 and then the child becomes 10 years old, still drinking milk, as a problem. Why? Well, I don't know, maybe they still drink at one and two. Yeah, they still drink milk at one. But I mean, with other food, they, so they begin to introduce other foods. There are times you just pure drink milk. Then after a while, they begin to introduce other things. If you begin to give milk alone, the baby may not grow properly. They grow up normally. Amen. But God has helped us. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the dispensation of your word of life. Thank you, Father, for your word for helping us to understand the need for the prophetic life. For the understanding need to, to be entrenched in the prophetic life. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, we give you praise. 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 Alimanita Makhasti. Eprafili etesi 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 etesi. Emsonomokotovarita. Atelia, 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 Castefene Musita. Emprofelita Adisti, Adisti, Adistovene Moshita. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the speaking of your spirit. We thank you for introducing us again into the prophetic life. Father, we ask, Lord, by your spirit and by your word, even by the reason of your word, you will grant us access in increase in the prophetic life in the name of Jesus. Father, you cause our soul to gain more access, more entrance, more speed, even more grace for the increase in the prophetic life in the name of Jesus. But wherever our soul is lacking the prophetic side, because without prophet, the prophetic nature, without the prophetic life, it is impossible to increase in your life. 
We ask, Father, that in every aspect of our life that is in need of a prophetic fragrance, Father, that you would increase such smell in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will increase the fragrance of your prophetic nature, of your prophetic life in those yes. aspects of our growth in the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that you will continue to increase us in understanding and in life, even in access to your prophetic life and nature in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.